Welcome into another edition of the Boss Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And this week we're going to touch all the top stories in sports once again. Uh, first for the obligatory plugs, uh, follow me. I am at CR Drubert on Twitter. Daniel, you are? I am at Daniel underscore Cabrera9. All right. And then um, follow the show at Boss Pod. Go ahead and interact with the show. Uh, if there's any segments or anything you want to hear, go ahead and use that. Um, that's the best way to interact with the show or set, directly sending messages to us. I know fans of the show like Peter and uh, Ralph like to d- use that, uh, that feature. But um, for the time being, uh, we are still streaming live on Twitch um, after the show, pending any diff- technical difficulties <laughs> like we had last week. The show should be going up on YouTube. But for those who joined us for or try to join us for the live draft show, um, you heard me, but you didn't hear Daniel and the audio, the audio we had got corrupted. So I couldn't even pull that and have that show on there. So, uh, we had too much going on at once with the draft. We had the live feed of the draft on there and then just put the uh, discord of us on there. This is a little too much for the system. So we, uh, we, you live and you learn. So, um, so before we jump into the sports, we're going to go ahead and do our normal catching up. So how you doing, Daniel? I am doing well. I did uh, some yard work today, um, pre-Mother's Day stuff. Um, that's about it. A lot of baseball watching, um, NFL Network watching, a little bit of NBA. How about you? Yeah, I uh, finally caught up on my yard work yesterday. We had what felt like a week and a half straight of, of rain. <laughs> so I had a little bit of a jungle <laughs> out there, but uh, we're able to go ahead and uh get going with uh, all my yard work and then um although I, I do enjoy i take pride in my yard and right now all of my neighbor's yards look like crap compared to mine i have like one of the <laughs> few green yards I, I took a picture of my backyard because uh, i can see uh, three of my neighbor's yards from there and eight looks terrible compared to mine so uh looks pretty bad or what? you putting uh, your neighbors on blast huh I, 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 so I'm in a Facebook group about lawn care and uh, we call it dominate domination. So I am dominating my neighbors right now. So my yard is nice, <laughs> green, lush. Uh, my next door neighbor has nothing but weeds. The one behind them has a bunch of weeds directly behind me. It's like mostly dirt. So I'm not sure what they're What's going on back there. So, yeah. um, I'll tell you, it is a little bit of a battle on my one side of my property because there's so many weeds over there that keep creeping into mine. So I'm out there just trying to keep that line. Uh, it's like the front lines, like it's like World War Three out there with with their weeds trying to invade my yard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, just uh, other than yard work, I mean, it's just been busy with work. Um, we've been we've had a lot of stuff. We're opening a new building up this week, and uh, it's it's been pretty busy. I haven't really got to catch up on a lot of stuff. But I did I did watch our usual um, Fear the Walking Dead. I know you did not catch it. Um, I will say, I think this was my favorite episode since they came back. It was really good. I didn't. I I had. I was kind of weary about it because like they're going underground and there's this whole whatever. On the previews we saw, or like it's, it seems a little too weird, but um, it's it's pretty cool. So they they found this group um, that Jeannie's sister Dakota told them about that Jeannie was Jeannie was afraid of. Yeah. And so they are underground. They have like a farming and it's, it's pretty, they have a pretty good legit setup in there. They keep talking about how they're going to be down there for a while. They're going to close up the doors and stay down there. And it was kind of weird. They, they had this one leader that everyone talks about. He didn't see him until the end of the episode. Um, I I'm terrible with this guy's name, but the guy who joined the show last year, who does the painting, uh, yeah. I'm not sure his name, but his brother that he thought was dead was actually there. And so um, it's basically a cult. They have formed a cult down there. This guy um, who is their leader, he, they're, he's, they're affiliated with the the people. Remember the first episode, those guys that were looking for the guy that had the key for the sub. And they painted and, on the uh, big submarine. Yeah. Or yeah. So same group, yeah. same group that did that. I um, mean, you remember how uh, Morgan got the key from that one guy that was trying to help him out? 
Yes. It's yeah. very vague, but yeah, you only saw him in that, that one episode. So I think this is my theory. I think that the reason why they're trying to get this whole bunker thing taken care of now, because I think they want to get a nuclear weapon off of that boat and just nuke the planet. Now, oh. maybe not the, not the entire planet. I don't know how many nukes are going to be on this freaking uh, submarine, maybe one or two, but or at least a region. But I, I, I feel like they, they're going to try to set off a nuke and they're going to be staying on the ground for a while. Now, that whole plan gets destroyed by Alicia and their group because they're trying to get out of there and they're, they're trying to prevent them from leaving. And they end up, I think they burned the whole, almost the whole thing down. So um, Alicia's still with the group. Everyone else got out. The group knows Morgan's name. They're looking for him. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, the way they the way they presented the show where they the, all of them were being interviewed, asking the same question, but you saw them answering it in different ways. Um, overall, it was a really good episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really high coming from you because, you know, I know we <laughs> both know that, you know, this show hasn't been good lately. Uh, was, yeah, this season's been pretty good. This, this season's, season's been good. Pretty, it's redeeming it. So I'm still a little mad about Dory. I'm still mad about that. This season's but, probably yeah. one of the best seasons since like the first season when it all began or season two or something like that. So I, I um, saw, I saw on, I think it was IMDB yeah. that you know how the fans rate the episodes and rate the seasons and whatnot. Um, this season, I think ranks in the top five seasons for all of the walking dead and fear the walking dead. Oh, wow. So, so the fans are enjoying it too. It took me a little bit to warm up to it. My, my wife was so like, she had given up on the show with the hot air balloon and a nuclear reactor and all that stuff. <laughs> and she was in the room watching a, a couple episodes ago, like the John Dory episode. And yeah. now she's back into watching the show. So that shows you that they're doing something right. Someone that gave up on the show, give up on the show is back watching it. Scott mm, Gimple. Scott mm, Gimple. <laughs> so, so, so how many episodes left for this episode of uh this season oh man um because walking dead starts in what june i think i think July? so I, th- I think four or five episodes maybe okay yeah it's it's not a whole lot i mean they split the season up in half and they, they it got cut short a little bit because of covid uh, they can't can, really film a can, lot. can morgan just come out and say hey guys there's a group up in Virginia, Alexandria, that I know that we can go up there and, and, and hang out or we can see what they're up to. That will be cool. He mentions nothing about his former life, his past life. I know. Um, he doesn't mention anything about, I would love to hear something about Rick, Negan, somebody Rick. up there. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't mention any of this. And I'm like, this is dumb. Dwight doesn't even, he mentioned once about Negan, I think, but I want to hear yeah. some more. I want I want them to start telling them stories about what happened in Alexandria and the Saviors. I want Morgan and Dwight to tell Alicia and and Strand and Daniel. That'll be cool. I want to see their interact their reactions to that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, just go I'll, up there. Just go up. I, travel up there. You can get there in like a day, apparently. So <laughs> just go up so, there. So there is a. There is a little loophole they could use because, as we know, The Walking Dead I think is like five years ahead of Fear at this point. They caught up for like a day and then they jumped ahead again. So, um, <laughs> they could theoretically go visit Alexandria and show it on Fear of the Walking Dead, but it happened before we caught back up with them during a the time jump. So they could, mm-hmm. they could, they could do that. Um, what I think is going to be happening is they're going to go ahead and they're going to have, after The Walking Dead ends, they're going to use the Commonwealth. Fear is going to, Fear could do a time jump. They may mm-hmm. interact with the Commonwealth. They may visit the Commonwealth. And that's where we're going to see some of The Walking Dead making cameos. Yeah. But I would love for them to merge the show, but that's not going to happen now at this point. No, that'd be cool, but they just never did it. They wanted their own standalone show. Yeah, I think if you would have put uh, Alice, Allison Kang or whatever her name is, I think if you would have put her in, in charge of it, it would, would have happened. But Scott M. Gimple is not doing it for some reason. And, <laughs> I mean, we we thought for sure that we're going to see the Rick movie well before we see the um, the end of Walking Dead. But now it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, COVID said hell no to that. <laughs> so, well, I, I think even if COVID didn't break out, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, 
Yeah, it's, already... it's been like two years in the making. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's been it's been a while. I mean, this I think it's been two seasons of Walking Dead. I think it's been three years since that they announced that. Yeah, you would have had a movie done by that point. Daryl's still looking for his brother. We know that. No, he's not. I mean, well, in that one episode, he was looking for his brother. He was when he was talking to that chick that he liked. They kind of hooked up. And, and I guess we. I guess he never saw him die. I thought he saw. I thought he saw the the zombie version of him on the that one boring ass episode when the with the uh, the governor. Rick and 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 Daryl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant I thought you meant uh, Merle when he said his brother. Oh, not Merle. No, no. He said in that episode, he's like, "I'm looking for my brother." He's out here looking for his brother, and, and that was Rick because they're yeah, you know okay. kind of like yeah. brothers. So his new brother, his new brother, yeah, his new um, brother, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, we have um, Daryl his little spinoff with Carol. I'm hoping that um, Ugh, he may show up. I, I know, I know. I love Daryl and Carol, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're like to the characters I can't stand anymore. And now they're it's gonna the get same their... thing. I know, and they're gonna get their own spinoff show. I don't know how it's gonna work. It's I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they're fighting. They're happy. They're fighting. And it's like, ugh. Like Carol wants to kill everything, then she doesn't. Or and she's Dar- sad and she wants to be by herself. And, and Daryl's like, all <laughs> Daryl's all emo living in the woods, and he comes back. And he's emo yeah. living in the woods. And he comes back. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see. I hope it's. I'm sure it's going to be good, but uh, let's see how it ends. I'm excited for it. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, um, I believe you finally caught up on Mortal Kombat. I kind of gave my little spiel without going too many details. So go ahead and tell us uh, what your thoughts were on that the movie. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, a couple of people that I know didn't really spoil it for me, but it was their takes on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard mixed reviews. It was good. It was you know bad. It was cheesy. Um, I enjoyed it. I watched it with my wife and my kid. Um, I liked it. I mean, I, I didn't like you know the new the new guy. Uh, what was his name? I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's not a character uh, from the game, so I was like, I know what, why would I? He's care not about a character guy? from the game. Exactly. Like that's not a, that guy's not from the game. I thought no. he was going to become Scorpion. Well, so now that was that was what that would have been the most logical thing to happen. It's like yeah. he like his his little aura thing or whatever that whatever they call it. He channels and he, and that's where the guy uh, the his great ancestor from hell channels through and becomes Scorpion with him and then yeah but. Yeah, I think they, I think they missed they missed the mark. I think that they're kind of kicking themselves whenever like all the fans were like, "Oh, that's how, that's what should happen," and I bet they're probably like, "Yeah, that's probably what should have happened." Yeah, his power was like he had like some Black Panther vest that was gold, and I was like, "Oh, Scorpion!" And then yeah. no, he's not Scorpion. No. And so when when Scorpion and and Sub Zero were fighting like in the USC case, he's punching ice back there. He's trying, like, to get his wife, he's trying to get his wife out of there. I, I know, but he's just—he's in the background, just punching ice. And so, so I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so if you ever—if uh, I've mentioned on the show before, but there's a the that channel on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the channel name now, but it's, they have this thing called uh, a screen rant. It's, so they have a pitch meeting, and so they did a pitch meeting for Mortal Kombat. And the guy who does those videos is hilarious. He goes, "Yeah, so we finally get the uh, Sub Zero Scorpion standoff while." So and so assaults his family in the background. <laughs> Punch of <and> ice. <laughs> so I was it's, like, oh boy. Yeah, but um like I like I said last last time we, we talked about that. It was very, very cheesy at times. Mm-hmm. Um but I liked it. I thought it was good. Um I loved how <laughs> I loved how whenever um Scorpion shows up there, they 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 brought back the old school movie theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was awesome. I, I love how they introduced that. Uh, my my other favorite uh, people make fun of that movie because they say so. I guess for the five hundred years that he was down, or fifteen hundred years that he was in hell, I guess he, he took some English classes because he was able to speak English now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, I, I think the opening scene with Sub Zero versus Scorpion before they were their true Mortal Kombat selves, yeah. and their fight at the end, I think, were the two best things in that movie. Yeah, it was um, cool. I liked it. 
uh, they they based I, it around those two characters, which I liked. I mean, I, I, Sub Zero is my favorite character from the game growing up. Him and Raiden are my two favorites. Oh, but, Raiden yeah. was like, I don't know. He's like, I cannot help you, and then but, he helps him. But, but he helps him, yeah. So so that those thing is like he has this rule where he cannot help, but he can still teleport people around, or he can mm. do this, or he can do that. So it's like it, it was kind of like a plot holes when it came to that. Uh, my favorite, also from the screen rant, he says, oh, so if he can teleport everybody, just teleport one villain to the whole group. They team up on him, beat, beat him up, kill him, and bring <laughs> the other guy here, right? And he goes, exactly. like, no, they teleport him all randomly to one-on-one matchups. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> they but, killed yeah. Kung Lao. I, that was stupid. Kung Lao is like super awesome, and they killed him. Well, so I... It's, they should have killed that that guy, the new guy, the, the unknown character. They should have got him out of here. Yeah. So, um, I think that the people we saw die, I don't think they're truly dead because it's Mortal Kombat. We know there's like twenty some games of this. They all come yeah. back one way or another, even after they've been killed. So, I think that there's gonna be a way because I mean, the get this the actor who plays Sub Zero, he's got five movies that he signed on for. So I mean, there's at least gonna I mean, if they, if he's he's at least gotta be in a sequel somehow or another. But yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll have some kind of cheesy way to explain it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I know there's supposed to be more, more movies, so we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and and they, uh, I think they did a good enough job with it, and I think it's smart having them release this on HBO Max because this is the type of movie you need to release on HBO Max and not in theaters. Yeah, because. This is not theater worthy, but it's like Netflix worthy or HBO Max worthy. So um, I, I, I like that they did that. I think that's what they're going to kind of go with that going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I liked the movie. I liked I liked a lot of characters. Kano still stole the, stole the screen for me. And he was like the best person in that movie, even though I yeah. hate his character in the games. But that guy was hilarious playing that character. He was funny. I did enjoy him. He, he was awesome. So. Um, anything else you, uh, before we move on to the sports that you watched or you want to talk about? Um, no. I mean, we kind of watched the uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers kids How show. But it, How's that? Because I, I, I like I've it, putting, dude. I've been putting off watching that. I like it. Uh, wife, kid likes it. Um, Gordon Bombay is still funny, man. He he still hates like hockey and kids. So yeah. <laughs> he's, he's good in it. Um, but it's like a kid's show. I, I like it. I like shows like that, you know, watch it with the kids. I would say give it a chance. Is it, Apparently is it four, former Ducks uh, come in at some point. So I'm excited about it. Well, I mean, most of them aren't doing much except for uh, Kenan Thompson. That's true. I, I think he could – I heard he couldn't uh, be in it because he's making uh, his show. Like yeah, Kenan or – yeah, he has a show on uh, on HBO or no, I mean, sorry, NBC, CBS, NBC, CBS, something like yeah, that. NBC. Yeah, NBC. Yeah, because he still does yeah. like SNL and he has his own show. So he Long- couldn't like do. I'm sure he will, uh, just not now. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is, is, is do you rank it up there similar to um? Oh, what's Cobra that? Kai? Cobra Kai. Do you think it's is it similar to that? Uh, uh, it's high school, middle school drama. I would say Cobra Kai is better, um, but it's, it's it's just behind it. Yeah, yeah. And no, you know me; I don't really watch too many shows, so yeah. I think every show is good whenever I watch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's me. Been, there's, been, there's been some pretty bad shows in the past, but yeah. No, um, and then the only thing that stands out was uh, you, you see the uh, that teaser trailer for for uh, Stranger Things coming back. Yeah. It was- Mm, I was. They, I didn't like it. They didn't give us anything to work with. No, I was like, they're like news tomorrow morning. I was like, yes, and then that's it. I was like, boo. Yeah. When's that supposed like, to come out? Is it supposed to be this summer or this fall? Uh, I would say this fall. Yeah, because the last couple of seasons it like, seemed like they released like around Fourth of July, but I think everything was delayed with this one. That they may try to make it with it being scarier this season to try and yeah. make it like similar for a Halloween. Yeah, we're already in May. Just hold off until october yeah might as well at that point so yeah all right well we'll go ahead and move over into the sports world uh we as you know we had our uh our show during the uh first day first day of the nfl draft so i think now would be a good time to kind of go over some of the best and the worst classes from the draft Mm -hmm. um i'll go i'll go ahead and go first um 
I will say I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little bit of a homer right here. Um, I'm not. This isn't gonna be like a ranked in order. I'm just gonna give teams I like. Uh, I like the drafts. I'm not gonna kind of go one, two, three. But the Miami Dolphins, my <clears> team. <throat> I I liked what they did. Um, I, I was kind of hoping Pitts or Chase was gonna fall to them. Jalen Waddle. I mean, he has a relationship with Tua. Um, I think yeah, that's a good pickup for them. I think they overplayed their hand a little bit by trading back. Um, yes, they also get, they picked up picks for the future, but when they traded back, they lost out on getting Pitts or, or Chase. So yeah. um, I think I heard him a little bit, but Waddle I think is going to be a very good receiver in the NFL, and I think he's going to be great for that offense because, I mean, two is used to throwing to him. And, and I saw a stat that if, if you get the ball within his catch radius, he catches it 80 percent, 85% of the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And that's with, um, that's with a, I think the stat was with a defender within three feet of him. He had an 85% catch, uh, percentage, which is great for a receiver, especially because a lot of those, a lot of these, this, the passes last year to like Jakeem Grant, where it was like off his hands, a 50 yard bomb and he hit him in stride. Waddle's going to catch those. Waddle's a fast guy. He's, he's going to get down the field. I think he's going to be similar to Tyreek Hill. I don't think he's going to be as fast as Tyreek Hill, but I think he has a very similar game to him. So um, I like that pickup. I like the other first round pick, Jalen Phillips. Um, he has a little injury concern to me. He's had a lot of concussions, but um, he was the best edge rusher in the draft. Um, so I think they got the best receiver, uh, the best edge rusher in this. And I like the uh, offensive tackle, Liam Eckenberg from Notre Dame, because Notre Dame turns out offensive linemen. Um, he's going to come in there. He's going to be, he's probably going to start week one for them on the, on the offensive line. Um, and then they picked up some, like, a, like a tight end Hunter long. I think that's more insurance because Gilsek is a free agent after next year and he may want to get overpaid. Um, yeah. and they, and then they had a couple of seventh rounders, uh, Larnell Coleman and Garrett Dokes, uh, or Jared Dokes, uh, as a running back from Cincinnati. Um, they really need a running back. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Gaskin. I don't know if he can be the, uh, long-term plan there but um i think dokes has a chance of being at least a third down back with that team uh, um but yeah I, mean, I think it was a great draft for them but they also traded uh their uh they traded their <clears throat> fifth round pick for a fourth next year next year's supposed to be a really deep class so i like that move too for them um the other th- the team i think may have had a flawless draft was the minnesota vikings um, they got offense lineman help Christian Derisaw, uh, they're there, uh, out of, uh, Virginia tech, um, uh, a quarterback of the future, Cal Mond. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be a legit starting quarterback, but I think he's going to be very similar, if not better in his prime than Kirk cousins is, um, Chad Stewart linebacker, in North Carolina, uh, another office lineman, Wyatt Davis. I mean, they, they, they cleaned up it. Patrick, Patrick Jones, the second, uh, Cameron Bynum, uh, they just had a really overall strong draft because they had a lot of holes and they drafted for every single one of those holes. So I like what the Vikings did. Um, the Browns, I thought they did a good job too. They got News, uh, Greg Newsom, the second, uh, Jeremiah Owasu Koroma. Um, I he fell to them in the second round. Uh, I was, I was on board the Dolphins taking him at 18 if they didn't take uh, Phillips. So I think that's a steal for them. Uh, they got another receiver depth with Anthony Schwartz because um, we don't know what's going to happen with our friend, although Beckham Jr. If he stays healthy, <laughs> if they trade him, who knows? Um, and they got a lot of offensive linemen and defense linemen help too. So I thought that was a pretty solid draft. And I, this one pains me to say because I like to make fun of them so much, but the Chicago Bears. I, yeah, I was going to say them. Mm-hmm. I like what they did. I mean, like Justin Fields fell and they moved up and got him. And yeah, they may have gave up quite a bit to get him, but they really didn't give up a whole lot. But you normally see for that for a guy who you and I had both ranked uh, going number three, the San Francisco. So yep. I think that was a steal for them. They got offensive lineman help, Tevin Jenkins, uh, Larry Bor- Borum. Um, they got Virginia Tech running back a little Herbert to add depth because uh, we know they had some injury uh, concerns last year in the running back. Um, receiving help, North Carolina, uh, Daz Newsom. Overall, that's a really, really good draft for for the Bears. And then um, let me scroll down here to my my bottom ones. There, there is some some drafts like the Tennessee Titans. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring up. 
I, I just want to touch bases on that. I, I don't think they had a bad draft. Um, I think they got like Caleb Fairley. Uh, it's some injury concern uh, back with issues. Him. He got back issues. So with him being a cornerback in the NFL, I mean, back issues can shut you down for quite a while. Um, they got off his tackle. North Dakota State. I mean, they're they're a great football program, but I don't know if uh, Dylan Rad- Radnas or Raduns, whatever his name is, um, he's going to see a lot of talent in the NFL. So I'm not sure how if he's going to translate well. Um, they got a lot of defensive players: Monty Rice, Elijah Molden. That's they needed some help there. I think Des Fitzpatrick was a reach for them because he was what in the fourth round, third or fourth round. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I... The receiver cores is awful. Besides AJ Brown, honestly. Yeah, but with Des Fitzpatrick, some of those people, some of the like, like the experts that had these players being ranked, thought Des Fitzpatrick could have been an undrafted free agent, and they took yeah. it like in the fourth or fifth round. So that, that was that was a surprise to me. That that one was I, I was kind of scratching my head. I think I made fun of you a little bit when that pick was made. Uh, so, yeah, you would uh, make fun of pick if they would have got a plus draft. I, I would. I would have. I would have. Um, the Rams, I didn't really like what they did. Um, they they drafted some some needs, but like Tutu Atwell out of Louisville as wide receiver. I mean, you still you still have, you still have a pretty solid wide receiver crew um, for Matthew Stafford, which is kind of weird to say that with with the Rams still. Uh, Ernest Jones, Bobby Brown the third. I mean, they didn't really they reached for a couple of these. I mean, they had no first round picks, so obviously they weren't going to get a first round talent in this. But the problem was a lot of these players that were first round talent fell. Like the Dolphins' first three picks were all first round talent, and so teams like the Rams could have easily gotten moved up and got one of those in the second round. They didn't do it. Um, I I don't know. I think maybe they got distracted with their fancy Malibu house that they were drafting from. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, the Houston Texans, I did not like their draft. I mean, they they gave they didn't really have a pick and think what till the third round because yeah, they gave all they their picks to, to Miami. They had um, to wait till like Saturday <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And so uh, they they took Stanford quarterback Davis Mills. I guess he's their quarterback of the future. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't you know I, I think I would have waited on a quarterback there because obviously I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play. No. We know they're going to be bad next year. And they're going to be bad. They take a quarterback next year. I mean, they, there's going to be some yeah. there's gonna be some quarterbacks coming out next year. You didn't so need they kind of just reached on Davis Mills. Like, there's probably I mean, other needs you need. Yeah, and then, and then I mean, you to sign Tyrod Taylor, who's serviceable for this year alone, and they and they got um uh, I can't remember his name, but they got um uh, uh McCarron as a backup. One of those guys as backup. And so yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think you, I don't think they need to take a quarterback in this draft, and I don't think Davis Mills. Again, I've been wrong about quarterbacks, but I don't think Davis Mills is going to be an elite Watson replacement. I think they're going to draft a quarterback next year too, um, probably with the first overall pick. Um, the Seahawks, I, I like their their draft pick with Dwayne Eskridge because uh, they have a lot of luck drafting third round receivers. DK Metcalf, for example. Yeah, but they only had three draft picks in the entire draft. So they drafted, they traded away so many of their picks that, I mean, they're a good team, but you didn't have a chance to build any depth because you didn't have any picks to use. Exactly. And so going to the quarterback situation real quick, quarterback free agency for 2022. You got big Ben, obviously you're probably not going to want him retired. Taysom Hill, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And then it goes to Ryan Fitzpatrick who will probably retire. Yeah. Um, young quarterbacks, Jameis Winston's he's 28. Um, Jacoby Brissett's 30. Josh Rosen's 25, but we don't know about him. <laughs> uh, not too much out there. So I would just stay, go with the backup, uh, get a position player that you probably can build around. At, well, I mean, in round three, it's kind of hard. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's probably, it's tough for the Houston, Texas right now for the next like five years. Yeah. It, They've been set back. I mean, they were going to struggle even with Watson healthy. Yeah. Um, they should have moved Watson with the minute he asked out because that would have been someone else's problem. Yep. Because think about it, they could They could have easily had their pick, their number three pick back and Tua Tonglevola 
as their quarterback for next year, and then Miami would be stuck with him. Or they mm-hmm. could have had Chicago's picks, and then Chicago would be stuck with Watson. So I think that I think they also overplayed their hand too. And I I'm afraid that uh, Green Bay is going to do something similar with with Aaron Rodgers by dragging their feet, and he's either going to retire or they're going to get pennies on a dollar because no one's going to be willing to absorb that contract at that point because their caps are going to be full. So yeah. Um, and then finally, my the team that th- this team I feel had the worst draft. I mean, I know I wasn't ranking teams, but this is one I think had the worst draft. And it's no surprise, it's the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, first round pick, Alex Leatherwood. Most mock drafts had him in the third round. Yep. Some some even in the fourth round. Uh, <laughs> they got safety Trevin Morig, decent pick, but I think he was a he was a reach. Um. I, I like Malcolm Coons, uh, Coons. I think he's going to be solid for him, but I don't know. It's like they need to have a lot of stuff, a lot of home run picks to compete with that division with Kansas city, with Justin Herbert and the chargers and with Denver, if they get Aaron Rodgers. And I think they whiffed on almost every single pick outside of linebacker, Malcolm Coons. Is that shocking so, to you? Oh uh, no, no. I mean, yeah. The only th- the only problem I had was the fact that they didn't go with the fastest guy in the draft in the first round. I mean, they went with the offensive tackle. Normally, they, <laughs> n- normally they draft the, the fastest skill position player. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, but that's my that's my kind of uh, viewpoint of of the draft. So, uh, Daniel, what, what what would you give your uh, highs and lows to? Uh, I'm not going to go too much into depth with this, but uh, I did like the Chicago Bears. Um, Justin Fields, a quarterback you can build around, exciting um, player, QB, position player, because you know it starts with the QB, in my opinion. Um, they got offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins uh, to help him, and then in the fifth round they got Larry Borum from Missouri, offensive lineman. So they're kind of building around him already with these uh, these two picks after him. Um, I like it. I like what they did here. It's kind of like Justin Fields fell to them because I, I thought I read a tweet somewhere where like Minnesota was like going to draft him or something like that. Minnesota was going to draft somebody. I, I can't remember if they're going to trade up to get somebody. Um, well, it's it's going to be Mac Jones, but the Mac the, Jones. Yes. The uh, new England Patriots trader up right in front of them. They take him. Yeah. So they're kind of screwed. I think with cousins there. Yeah. I mean, you have an exciting receiver in Justin Jefferson. I think you need the, the QB um, to to work out something with the QB so Justin Jefferson can have like a Hall of Fame career because he's a stud, and we saw that so, last year. So um, for when it comes to the, to the Vikings, I mean, Cousins is a serviceable guy. He is. Um, and if Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, I mean, it's too soon for the Bears. You have Goff and the Lions who need a lot more pieces to compete. So, I mean – I. I'm I'm okay with them keeping Cousins at least through this year because if if Green Bay implodes like we think they're going to implode, Vikings at least will get to the playoffs. That's true. I just don't think they'll make that much. Well, they never know. You never know. I'm not going to say nothing negative anymore because you never know who you're going to see in the in the Super Bowl. Because obviously Tampa Bay, I didn't have them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you yeah. you just never know. Um, as, as, another- long as, as long as Dalvin Cook's healthy, I mean they have a shot. Yeah, yeah. Another team that I that I thought did very well was the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They got Rashawn Slater at number thirteen to help um, Justin Herbert, who had a pretty damn good year last year. And they took Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback, in the second round. So they kind of got a good offensive tackle, and then uh, they helped the bolster the defense um, with uh, the, the bolster brother Joey over there. I like it. I like it because. They are contending with the Kansas City Chiefs because I don't think anybody else in the division's pretty good. Um, so I think they're going all for it right now. Who's a, it's yeah. it's Zach it's Eckler right? Austin Eckler is their running Austin back. Eckler, yeah, um, and, and, they, and they have like Justin Jackson. These other guys that are back there too. Yeah, they still got I, Keenan I, Allen. My concern with Eckler is he's he's like he's a good third down passing passing type back, but as we saw last year, I don't know if he can stay healthy for an entire season. I mean, he's not built to be the bell cow, uh, bell cow back there, but I mean, I, ho- I hope he's, I hope he's uh, surprising me because I love to draft him in fantasy football. I think he was, he's going to be a stud if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, might as well. I mean, 
I just I don't want to say they're going to win division, but I like no, what they not. did in the draft. I like what yeah. they they starting to do for the next five plus years, ten plus years with Justin Herbert, barring injuries, of course. But um, I like what they did. The other team I thought did pretty well was um, the Lions, just because of course you want to protect Jared Goff, so you got Panay well, the best offensive tackle um, in the draft, and then you go after two defensive tackles right after that from Washington and NC State, Levi Onwuzuriki and Ali McNeil. So they're kind of helping out the defense as well because uh, they stink. The, you know, Detroit's trying to get over that playoff level. They're trying to get that bump. And another thing about Detroit is they let go of Kerryon Johnson. I that think surprised he's a pretty, me. He's a pretty damn good running back. That surprised me. I, I was kind of hoping that Miami was going to try to claim him, but I saw that the Eagles did, and they, they had a Philadelphia. higher claim anyway. So I think Philadelphia got a good pickup with him, although they already have Miles Sanders and – I feel like Boston that's a Scott. steal. Right? Is that not like a steal? I mean, they basically got him for they got him for free. I mean, it, yeah, he, he was what a second round draft pick. They got him for free. They got him for free. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so not like, sure what damn. Detroit was thinking with that one. I mean, I don't, I don't get that one. Yeah. Um, teams that I thought didn't do too well, like you said, is the, the Rams. Um, they picked wide receiver Louisville two two Atwell. Um, I don't think they needed a receiver here in the round two. But uh, I think it was just bad, bad drafting for them. Honestly, um, another one: the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders. They picked Alex Leatherwood at seventeen. Like you said, they probably had him going the thirteen or third round or fourth round. Um, but that's that's just Raiders franchise right there. I feel like they can build around Derek Carr, but Trevon Morrig, the safety, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I think that was uh, their their best pick. That was their best pick. They got the edge out of Buffalo. Uh, Malcolm Coons, like you said, uh, similar to uh, Khalil Mack. He came out of Buffalo, so they're hoping to get a 2.0 out of uh, him. Um, That's probably it. I mean, you know, if you want to talk about the Titans, uh, I was hoping they would get um, – what is his name? Uh, who the Dolphins uh, – Jalen Phillips, the best edge yeah. because, you know, damn well they need edge. Mm-hmm. rushers um they got bud dupree but he's kind of hurt right now so um and then after that was i think like quitty pie or something like that quitty pie yeah, yeah the colts got him which i think the colts I, I got think him that's, that's a good pick for them too just before the titans so they went with the cornerback caleb farley um like we said the back injuries uh the surgeries uh so but i hope it pans out because we everybody knows we need defensive help they let go of all those um malcolm butler um, in the off season and, um, Adoree Jackson went to the giants. So they kind of addressed that. Um, I like, okay. I like this pick right here. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers getting Najee Harris at 24. I really do. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people thought Miami was going to grab him at 18. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how the, what did the Dolphins address their running back situation in this draft? So they, other needs, they they're very analytical and there's running backs are not very valued in football right now. Um, I think that they felt the edge need was bigger. Um, the cornerback that they took in the uh, second rounds, um, everyone thought because Denver moved right in front of them to, to take uh, that running back out of North Carolina. Um, they were not going to take that running back anyway. So I think, I think Denver could have held off and, and saved up some draft capital, but Miami is going to take the, uh, take um, a cornerback or safety anyway. Yeah. So um, I, I just, I don't think they liked anyone that was in the, in the, in the draft. I, I, I think that they would have taken them in the, in the right spot, but I don't think they, I think that most teams are overvaluing, valuing them. Um, the Pittsburgh pick makes sense because James Connors in Arizona now. So, I mean, they need a running back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Miami is thinking about picking up someone off that gets waived. I don't know if they're gonna if they have a trade lined up for somebody. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, that's the glaring need for them. Maybe they just trust Gaskin and, and uh, um, Ahmed. Maybe they trust those guys going into the season. Uh, maybe they're planning on being a pass happy team in the running back. They just need guys out there to block. I mean, I don't know because they've been loading up on receivers this year in the draft and free agency. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, 
I know Tua had to scramble a lot last year, so maybe they 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 worked on shoring up the offensive line, and then maybe they're going to get some blocking running backs, and that way they buy him some time for his passes. I guess I don't know. Um, I felt they needed to draft a running back, but I they've been making all the right moves so far. I mean, they 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 went from the number five overall pick last year, I think, with what five uh, where they have five wins, I think, and they almost made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So I trust them. I trust their their vision. So um, I just yeah, they don't know what they're thinking when it comes to running back. I mean, maybe they they know obviously they know more than I do because they're in the positions they're in. So it's gonna I be uh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Um, well, that will wrap up our draft talk. I know. Uh, is it Thursday? The schedule gets released. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night, the schedule gets released. So I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week when it comes to the NFL schedule. And then it's going to be a little quiet for a while from the NFL because you have the little training camps popping up here and there, and not until really the middle of summer whenever the uh, the actual preseason and all that stuff starts kicking off. Well, yeah, it kind of gets quiet. It kind of gets quiet a little bit from here on out for the NFL. But anything that happens, whether it's Watson stories or more trades or someone gets cut or waived or injured, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. But for the time being, uh, we'll focus our time now for the other sports going on. So next up, we're going to do our NBA power rankings. So, um, Daniel, are you ready to go first with yours? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, go for it. I got the Milwaukee Bucks at number five. Um, aside from their 143 point, the Rockets scored 143 points on Thursday against them. Um so it's kind of what growing pains with their defensive adjustments. Um, I still think they're, I mean, what are they 40 and 24? Let me look at the standings. They are 43 and 24. 24. Yeah. Second in the, in the East behind the 76ers. Um, still think they're a great team. Um, it's close to playoff time. I don't know how far they're going to go, but uh, I have them at number five. Number four, I have the tricky Brooklyn Nets. They were on a losing streak of like two games. They four. are they lost four at straight. four now. They're 43 and 24. See, this is the thing. This is what I keep telling you every week. Like what Brooklyn Nets team, I want to say New Jersey, what Brooklyn Nets team are we going to get like on a who, weekly basis? This is going to be healthy. Kevin Durant, yeah. this guy. Yeah, he's great player. Misses games. Kyrie Irving misses games. Uh, Harden misses games. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know anymore. Like, I don't know if they're going to be in the championship. I think we had them in the championship, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know. But, um, I mean, I have them at four. They, like you said, they lost uh, four in a row. They're five and five in the last 10. They're 18 and 16 away. So, yeah, I have them at four. At number three, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Man. This team is, is pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, ben Simmons, he's back. And um, they take control in the East. They're sitting at set of what, 47 and 21. They're 27 and 7 at home. They're three and a half games above the Bucks. Um, Eight-game so, winning streak, these guys. They'll be the one seed this year. It's almost isn't that cra- Isn't that crazy from last year? What, what were they last year? I think they, they fell to the sixth seed, I think. Yeah, they're the sixth seed. So was it the coaching change or what what happened here? So uh, it's it's a mixture. So last year they didn't have very many three-point shooters, but they kept jacking up three-pointers. They made a coaching change and they made like two key trades and got some pretty good three-point shooters out there. And once you can start knocking down those shots, Simmons and then B can do their work inside. So it, it's I think it's more about a combination of the coach with the uh transactions they made once Daryl Morey got there in charge. Yeah, I was just um, they had a close. I, I know the other night they had a close game with the with the San Antonio Spurs. I saw that, um, or they lost to them. Yeah, they lost. They almost lost to the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's just like with these basketball teams that you know the Power Five rankings, it's hit or miss on what they're gonna do. Like they can crush one team that's pretty good, or they can easily lose to like a really bad team. So, I mean, for the sake of NBA and for me, I hope it's a mix-up and the underdogs in the playoffs wins. 
that'll be awesome for me. I don't know about for you, but well, I know you just want the Pacers. Yeah. The Pacers make it, which I, at this point, I don't, I really don't want them to make it, but if they make it, they'll be that underdog. So yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, number three, I have the, uh, the Utah jazz. It was kind of a little bit of struggle here because, um, I don't know the injuries. They still have, uh, is he, the Donovan Mitchell missed the last eight games. Mike Conley's missed four of the eight, um, second rank defense over the stretch. Um, they're, they're still pretty good. They're, I mean, well, they're on pace to win how many games? Uh, Utah Jazz. How many games is left? I would say they probably hit. So 72 total games uh, this season. So I'm going to put them up 50, at like 60, 60 something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, no, there's not that many games left for them to hit 60. No, it will be an equivalent of 60 five, in a full six. season. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's not that many games left. Uh, 58, 59. Uh, the 30 and 4 at home. They're scoring 116 points a game. Uh, they won four in a row. Um, so I have them at two. And number one, I have the Phoenix Suns, who are 26 and 9 at home and 22 and 10 away. That's pretty damn good. So, you know, they're, they're spanking teams away and at home. Um, 114 points a game. Um, yeah, man, I just. I, I, I'm shocked that the Phoenix Suns are actually this good this year. Yeah, CP3 is CP3 is a miracle, miracle man. Yeah, I mean, he, they it's amazing what he's doing with that. I mean, with that team, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, they're uh, first in the West too. So I don't want the Lakers to come on up, man. I want I, I want the uh, Phoenix Suns to win the West. So, so um, well. The Lakers aren't going to win the West at the rate they're, they're not playing gonna now. Win the That's if, correct. If they can't get healthy, so they may be in the play-in the way it's going right now out West. So um, I'll go do ahead you, and do, do my think, real quick with the healthy LeBron or not a healthy LeBron with the sixty percent healthy sixty uh, percent Bron and a uh, Anthony Davis. Can they beat that? Can they win that play-in game? Yeah. Or yeah. or can they struggle? No, they'll struggle. I think they struggle too. But I mean, the teams are going to beat. The teams are going to be down there. If LeBron is at 60% of his health, will be better than most of the players on those teams outside, like a Dame Lilliard or, or, or whatever, um, or John Morant. So, yeah, it's – I mean, they could they could lose. I would not be surprised if they lost, but they should win those games still because LeBron turns up a different notch once the playoffs roll around. I don't even think they get into the, play, the playing game. I think they get like a seven seed or something. Well, the seven, seven and eight are in the play-in. Seven, oh, that's eight, right. nine, ten that's are right. the playing. So they have, they have to get to six in order to avoid that. And it's like I think there's five games left of the season for them that um, I don't think it's going to happen. They're like a, a game back, I think, of six. So it's doable. Yeah, but, right now, uh, yeah, right now they're one back of Portland. So one of those two will be in the play-in. Um, they the have Dallas could slip in there too, but I mean, so they have uh, Phoenix, New York Knicks. The Rockets, Pacers, and Pelicans, so they very well can can get in there. Yeah, so yeah, it's just very possible. It's very possible. Um, but yeah, um, all right, I'll go with my top five. Um, uh, so I, I've I struggled with my number five because I feel Brooklyn is when healthy the best team in basketball, but they are not healthy and they've been struggling lately. So I actually have Brooklyn out of my top five. So I agree with you. I have my number five. I have the Milwaukee Bucks. They're eight and two in the last ten. Won five in a row. Uh, they are the highest scoring team in basketball. Um, mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're solid on their home, at home, solid on the road. They're ten and zero in the division. Uh, if I, they are the only team that's undefeated against their against their division so far this year, and I don't see them dropping a game to anyone in the Central Division at all um, the rest of the way. So I got them as my number five. Number four, I have the Clippers. Um, they're six and four in the last 10. They, they're kind of coasting at this point, but they're 26 and nine at home. Um, they, if I remember correctly, they still have the most efficient, uh, offense in the history of the NBA, uh, with the Nets. I think they're still ranking number two there. Uh, my number three, I actually, I have, uh, Denver there. Um, yeah. seven and three in the last 10. Um, they haven't really missed a beat. 
uh, losing Jamal Murray. So uh, Jokic <clears throat> is the MVP in my opinion. Um, here's where I'm going to get a little, a little. Um, I don't have Philadelphia in my top five either, just because I think that their their records are getting padded by the teams in the East right now. So. I should I should probably have them in over Denver, but right now I'm not gonna have them in there just because I don't I don't trust them in the playoffs. I'm yeah. probably gonna regret saying that, but I don't trust them in the playoffs. But my number two team I have is gonna be the Phoenix Suns. Um seven three in the last ten, twenty six <laughs> nine at home, um great uh conference record, twenty seven ten against the conference. Um Plus a six point differential. I mean, they're they're just an all around solid team. Chris Paul really did a good job getting that team focused. And of course, number one team I have Utah. Five games left. They'll probably finish. I know you're trying to guesstimate the record. They'll probably finish. I mean, the best they can finish fifty four wins, but probably fifty three. I think they'll have the best record in basketball. Um, go back real quick to the Philadelphia thing. Again, I. Ben Simmons and Embiid, once they get to the playoffs, it's it's a whole different beast. I don't think that their style of play is going to work. We've seen Doc Rivers. I think he only made it uh, after he left Boston. He only got to the Conference Finals one time. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I I don't know if it's if that game will make it to the Conference Finals because I mean you have to think about it. they're gonna they're gonna face in the second round the Brooklyn Nets because they're gonna finish two and three respectively mm-hmm. or or uh, or. <clears throat> Actually, they may they may avoid them in the second round. They may get lucky if they finish. They're, they're going to finish the one seed most likely. That means they'll probably get the four or five winner, and that's currently looking like it's going to be Atlanta. So Philadelphia could make the conference finals, but again, I mean Milwaukee if they make it far, I think they'll beat them. Brooklyn, I think they'll be a steamrolling teams once the playoffs roll around. Yeah. Um, and then Milwaukee, going back to Milwaukee real quick. This, the thing to keep an eye on them is they've been solid the last few years. I mean they had number one overall seed last year. Um, they're currently the two seed in the East now, 43 and 24. I mean, there's a chance that they fire their coach if this after the season, if they don't make it to the, to the conference finals. And that's there's, crazy to think about a team that good firing their coach. There's a chance they can make it. I just, they're one of those playoff teams to where they can't get over that hump. Yeah. Of they, making it to the finals. They remind me of, um, the Atlanta Hawks of, uh, several years back, whenever they had that great team, got the one seed, and then they got they got bounced, uh, they got bounced to, to LeBron and the Cavs. Uh, yeah, ironically, same coach. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, Budenholzer, Budenholzer, whatever his name is, struggles. I think his style of play is great regular season, but the playoffs uh, it struggles. Now, I would not mind if the Pacers move off of Nate Bjorkren, like it sounds like they're going to. If he gets fired, I wouldn't mind if they hire him as the coach. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams lining up to uh, ask him to, to coach their team. But yeah. I think he's a great coach. But I don't know. What's, I think his problem is he keeps running into all-time greats. So I mean, he, he ran into LeBron all those years when he was at Atlanta. He ran to Kawhi Leonard uh, in the Toronto uh, Raptors whenever they mm-hmm. won the title. Um, last year they ran to the bus saw heat cause they just in the bubble, the heat were an all time great team, even though they're not that great. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's, I think they just haven't got lucky. And I think Budenholz was going to uh, get uh bounce from that. Cause if they finish at the number two seed, they're going to get the nets in the second round and that's will beat him. So I think he gets fired. Uh, unfortunately. Damn. So, that's crazy. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our top five. Uh, I think we have. I think this time next week, if we do another show, um, will be our last Power Five going into the playoffs. Um, we should know more about who's in there. Because I mean, there's only there's like I think ten days left of, this, of the regular season before the uh, the playing games start. So by that point, we'll be breaking down those games. Yep. So all right, we will now move on over into our MLB teams of the week, and I will go first, and I have the St. Louis Cardinals. 8-2 and two in the last 10, plus 21 run differential. Um, they're kind of split evenly home and away, 11-8 and eight at home, 9-6 and six away. Um, Two-game lead currently on the Brewers. Um, they just I – love, I, love, I like the moves they make in the offseason. They have Paul Goldschmidt. They add Aaron Nolarado. Nol- uh, their pitching <clears throat> pitching is de- decent. Um, 
I think, I mean, just with them going eight and two in the last 10 um, shows you that they're one of the hottest teams in baseball. And even though he's not going to be a starter for the team, I kind of want nostalgia's sake. I want to see them sign Albert Pujols and let him kind of pinch hit and play some spot games here and there. Make one more run at the playoffs with Albert Pujols in a Cardinals jersey. Before he retires. Before he retires. Yeah, I still can't believe uh, I would ever see him get released. Well, I, that's crazy. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I, I actually thought was, he was going to retire as an angel. Yeah, but it, I, I knew for a fact he wasn't going to retire because he wants to collect those paychecks. Because <laughs> if you retire, you're basically stopping your contract. So. Oh yeah, forgive forgive me for him getting like three hundred twenty five million. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. When uh, when he signed that contract, I knew for a fact he wasn't going to see the end of it with that team. So, I'm surprised they're releasing him and they're going to eat all that money. But I mean, more power to them get, uh, being willing to let him leave to finish his career elsewhere. Yeah, too Which, bad they never made the playoffs that many times. <laughs> Man, yeah, they what, wasted him. They wasted. I mean, well. It, well, he had his prime days in St. Louis. So I think St. Louis knew. We all know Albert Pujols is not as old as he, as they say he is. We know that his birth certificate was forged. He came into <laughs> he came in the league at 18 years old as a yeah. grown ass man. And so um, when the Cardinals did not uh, extend him that big contract like what the, like what the Angels did, you yeah. knew for a fact that they knew that this this could be well past his prime. <laughs> and so um, when he signed to go to the angels, it was all about the money at that point. And yeah. he got his titles. I mean, he's got his playoff. Uh, he's got uh, his playoff runs. Uh, he's I, and I think I saw a stat um, and this one blew my mind, but if you, if you really, if you really break it down, it uh, makes sense. So Albert Pujols has got a hit a base hit against a little over 10% of all pitchers to ever pitch a baseball in the MLB history. Yep. That doesn't sound like it should be right, right? It sounds fake, but it's an amazing stat. The reason why it's real is because if you go back in the old days, a hundred years ago, you had three starting pitchers and they pitched nine inning games. You had like two relievers on, on our roster. So there are so many more pitchers in baseball over the last 20 years because they have like 40 players on your roster that are just out there just to be pitchers. Yeah. And up until a couple of years ago, when you had the three, three batter minimum, you had so many pitchers that they would come in the game so many times that once you think about it that way, it makes sense because for the first like 50 years of baseball, these pitchers were, were, were starting 50 games a year and throwing, hundreds of innings so mm-hmm. it makes sense once you hear that but i mean when, when you hear that 10 uh, it's like i think it's like 10.3 percent of all pitchers in the history of baseball he's got hit against that that was like a mind-blowing stat that doesn't sound real but when you break it down you realize it is real yeah it, it was crazy when i read it i was like god dang yeah. Yeah. um i have uh and i was t- i told you this pre no hitter yesterday uh, I have the Cleveland Indians who are 18 and 14. They're just a game, half a game back in the uh, AL Central from the White Sox. Uh, there's seven and three in their last 10. Um, besides that no hitter thrown by Wade Miley and the Cincinnati Reds yesterday, uh, they've been doing pretty good. Jose Ramirez has nine home runs. Framo Reyes has 23 RBIs with a 271 batting average. Not good, not great. Um, on base percentage, Jose Ramirez is 348, so he's raking and he has 30 hits. Um, besides that, I mean, they're pitching. They have one of the best pitchers in Shane Bieber. Um, Tristan McKenzie, who's also doing pretty well. Um, this was tough, too, because there's a lot of teams, and I could have easily said the Oakland Athletics or the Boston Red Sox, but I'm looking for teams that are, like, not well-known, and it's only May, so – I. I don't think they need, they might very well could be at the there at the end of the uh, season, um, just like we, you know I had Kansas City at I believe one week or two weeks ago, um, they were on top of the AL Central. They've lost seven straight, uh, so it's difficult in baseball. It's really difficult. Uh, look at the Dodgers; they're seventeen to sixteen. They've lost four. They've lost like fourteen out of the last eighteen. Yeah, they're struggling um, right now. 
they're struggling. The Giants are still doing well. I've been saying that. Um, it, it it's it's difficult because they play so many games. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. In the in the St. Louis Cardinals doing well, I think they're going to win that division. Um, yeah, that's my MLB team of the week. A lot of yeah. teams that are like hovering at like five hundred, except most, for like maybe like three or four or five. Most teams really are, if you think about it. I mean, like if you look at the division, so let's start with ALE. So you have Boston twenty one thirteen, but then you have seventeen fifteen, seventeen sixteen, eighteen and seventeen, fifteen eighteen. They're all right there, close to each other, lumped in. Then with essential, I mean, they're all like eight, uh, you have the White Sox 18, 13, 18, 14 for the Indians, and 16, 16. Then you have some trash teams with Minnesota and Detroit 12 and 10 wins. <laughs> oh, Minnesota is surprising me at 12 and 20, honestly. So. That that surprised me. And, but if you look at that, they're 12 and 20, and their run differential is minus two. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think I saw a stat in a nine inning game. I think that they are like uh, 10 and. Four, but they play. They've played so many double headers, seven inning double headers, or extra inning games. That's where they lose the game. So it's like if if you if you if they play nine innings, they're they're fine. All those other games, it just it messes up their record. So I think I think it's over time they're gonna make up for it. But I think it's this weird little stretch early on for them. I think they've um, lost like all their extra inning games, and I think they played like yep. seven of them. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, AOS, you have the Elkland Athletics, twenty one and fourteen, and a bunch of trash after that. 18, 18 16. <laughs> the uh look at that Astros, run differential plus 30 look at that 17 18 for the rangers and then 14 17 for the angels if you go to nl east uh they're all right there i mean 18 15 15 15 15 wins there 13 and 16 for washington st louis is up there 20 and 14 but then you have 18 16 17 and 16 yeah they're they're all these teams are pretty much 500 yeah and it's and- it's like it's parody. I mean, it's good for baseball, I think. Uh, I think the Dodgers are kind of going through a little bit of a uh, World Series hangover. Um, oh, that's a fake World Series. <laughs> fake so World that, Series. I'm so going to Out of the last four years, out of the last four years, only the Washington Nath- Nationals are legit World Series champions. That shows, you how, that shows you how corrupt MLB is that Three of the last four champions are all corrupt. Astros had a 162 game season, so uh, it's real. Yeah, and they had a bunch of trash cans and vibrators. Uh, they didn't have vibrators, <laughs> but so. if Rob Manfred wanted to strip them of the title, he very well could have. And I would have said, no, the Astros have no titles. But since they have that title still, they have a world title. Manfred's a, a wuss. He didn't want to have that stain under him as, as commissioner. He Any would other? really get backlash if they really opened up that New York Yankee letter. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think if uh, Bud Selig was still commissioner, I think that I think it would have been rescinded because he doesn't care. I mean, he, he saw. Oh, they booed his ass too, didn't they? Yeah, because because he went out there. He had the PED commission, all that stuff. He didn't care what the what affected the game's image. Cause he wanted he wanted to be fair. If he was commissioner, yeah. whenever Boston and Houston got busted with for cheating. They would he would have pulled both those titles off of the records, mm-hmm. but Manfred's a wuss. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty bad. Very bad. I, he's the worst commissioner in sports, <laughs> and that's saying something because there's some pretty bad commissioners out there. But yeah. All right. Well, that is all of our uh, all of our main topics of the show. So. Uh, Anything else you want to toss out there, Daniel? Anything you're looking forward to coming up, or? Uh, not really. No, what's going on? Nothing. No, yeah, I mean, kind of getting to that little quiet time in the summer where it is very quiet. Um, I'm ready for NFL mini camps to start opening up. Yeah, baseball That's... playoffs were a couple weeks away. Basketball, yeah. Although, um, that's I mean, it. it. It's kind of weird because normally right now that we're entering in the second round of the playoffs for basketball, but <clears throat> it's a little weird. Yeah. We're, we're hitting May and here we are. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, we have, we have that playoffs coming up. We have mini camps. Um, and then we had just have baseball. I mean, the all-star game, all that stuff coming up. Yeah. Once football season starts revving up or like the end of basketball, like playoff mid playoffs, that's going to start getting, you know, 
fall season. Just get past summer here in Texas because it's so damn hot. But after that, like into fall season, perfect. Yeah. We start talking about uh, college football as their camps open up and then we get start looking forward to those seasons and stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we'll wrap up our show. Um, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. I am at CR Drubert. Daniel is at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. And the show is at box kickers pod. Follow us on YouTube. I think it's at box kickers pod there. Uh, right now. I only have the one show up there cause the technical difficulties last week, this show, <laughs> as long as nothing messes up, should be up there as well. And we'll be back on the airwaves of Spotify and your favorite streaming website hopefully tonight or tomorrow so with that again thank you for joining us and until next week see you happy mother's day to all the moms peace